Buenos dias, Tucson. Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is La Vialva and I'm an extreme extrovert. So, good morning, everybody. Um, sorry about my voice. Uh, my voice is a little scratchy. Um, mainly just because I'm having a cough. <laughs> and that's Apollo. He likes to bark at people in my window. Sorry about that if that scared you. Um, good morning. <laughs> um, but anyway, and now he's following behind me. Man, no thanks. <laughs> um, anyway, um, today I wanted to kind of share with you um, two books that I've been reading. Um, I've been reading, I was gifted um, both these books. Um, one is 24 hours a day. Um, it's a Hazelden Meditations. And it is, it's just a book um, that mainly just um, explains the A thought of the day, meditation of the day, and prayer of the day. If you're not a religious person, don't even worry um, about the wording. Because prayer does not have to mean um, what it you stereotypically think it means, you know, like, prayer can mean, think positively, it can mean a spell, it can mean many things, it can mean just loving yourself, stuff like that, okay, so, today, um, for me, it is October 22nd, I know some people might be on a different time schedule, but for me, it is in the morning, October 22nd, all right, a thought of the day, I'll read it over and then I'll kind of do my own interpretation of what I believe it says. And then I'll read you a little poem from one of the other books that I'm reading. Okay, so 24 hours a day. It says, AA thought of the day. Second, I'm content to face the rest of my life without alcohol. I've made the great decision once and for all. I've surrendered as gracefully as possible to the inevitable. I hope I have no more reservations. I hope that nothing can happen to me now that I would justify by taking a drink. No death or a dear one. No great calamity in my area of my life should justify any of my drinking. Even if I were on some desert island, far from the rest of the world, not far from God, should I ever feel a right to drink. For me, alcohol is out, period, and I've always been safe unless I take that first drink. Am I fully resigned to this fact? So this is controversial, because I've talked to a few people about this. Some people say that, um, you know, if you're an alcoholic, you always have to be sober. And for most people, this is the case. Um, there are the slight people, like the 1% of person, and trust me, it's probably not going to be you, but it's the 1% of persons that, um, you know, can drink, uh, moderately or can, um, you know, kind of resume a normal life, but that is very unheard of. I have my own theories about that. I think you probably don't have an addiction to alcohol. It's probably something else that's triggering the action. Um, anyway, so I think that if you're truly an alcoholic, absolutely. You have to be mindful that um, drinking is not good for you. It's not good for your being, not good for your um, soul. It's a fire water that burns your soul, burns your concentration. That's just my opinion. Um, but, you know, I know that there are many things, like religious things or 
you know, ritual kind of things that sometimes require substance. Um, but for me, I don't practice any of those kind of things, but I know for some people um, there are, like, drug-related <laughs> ceremonies and practices and stuff like that. But I have no experience with that, so I cannot uh, give guidance <laughs> on that. But um, for me, I interpreted this thought of the day as, you know, just kind of seeing where you're at. Like, kind of just acknowledging, like, hey, okay, um, where am I in my journey? And where do I honestly sit? Am I a person that um, really needs to say that alcohol needs to be done forever in my life? Um, Or other substances, other actions, stuff like that. And where you are in this journey. Okay, Meditation of the day. Day by day, we should slowly build up an unshaking faith to a higher power. And the power's ability to give us all the help we need. By having these quiet times each morning, we start each day with a renewing of our faith until it becomes almost part of us, a strong habit. And we should keep furnishing the quiet places in our souls with all the furniture of faith. We should try to fill our thoughts each day with all this harmonious and good, beautiful, and enduring. Prayer of the day. I pray that I might build a house in my soul for the Spirit of God to dwell in it. I pray that I may come at last to an unshakable fate. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, thank you, everybody, for being so patient. Um, lately, I've been having allergies. It's winter here in um, Arizona. And um, por esta razón. <laughs> That's why I have um, my allergies. But anyway. So based on the meditation of the day, it says to build up an unshakable faith in your high power. Okay, so for people who are not religious, let me uh, translate for you. (laughs) Basically what this means is that um, to have a good foundation of yourself. Have a good foundation of being like, hey, who am I? Um, Am I someone who believes in God? Am I a person that believes that I am going to uh, wake up every day and meditate? Am I a person that believes that it's beneficial to wake up and eat breakfast? Am I a person that believes and I practice gratitude and I practice kindness? Um, This is the kind of spiritual uh, religious attributes that I kind of um, consider atheist (laughs) religions and attributes there because atheists um you know have an idea of like hey what's what's around and what's a possibility um but not necessarily anything specific or sometimes you you know believe something half a little bit but not so much um you know in other ways and that's okay you can pick apart the parts but it mainly says you know be be respectful to yourself you know, treat yourself well. Um, if you're not, you know, if you don't believe in God, God can be, you know, you. God is a person that, you know, someone that guides your being, um, your consciousness, your character, your good attributes of your character, the bad of your character, whatever you believe. Um, you know, I'm not a heavily religious person, but when I wake up, I like to write the things that I'm thankful for because I like to live my life in a perspective where I'm like, okay, I'm already thinking positive this morning. I'm already going to be like, hey, you know, these are things I'm thankful for, blah, blah, blah. That just helps me in a non-religious way. Um, okay. 
and for the prayer, I pray that I pray that I may build a house in my soul, um, for the spirit of God to dwell in. So I basically wish to have, you know, a strong element of self, a strong um, element of purpose in life. Um, who are you? What's your purpose? What can you bring to the table? Um, these are the things that I'm going to think about today. Like, even one day at a time. And I always I always say this because one day seems very minuscule. You know, you wake up, you maybe do like a few of your practices, maybe you study, maybe you read, and you're like, okay, that's it. Like, I only had one day of really doing this. And, you know, it, it, <laughs> it won't really make a huge impact on my life now. And it won't now. But every day... Doing the same thing, practicing the same thoughts, doing the same exercises can definitely get you in a good mood and definitely get you in your peace of mind. At least a structure, even on bad days, at least you have something where you're like, hey, this is something I can look forward to because I know that when I do this, I'm like strong in my will, in my passions, in my concentration, stuff like that. It makes you happy, (laughs) frankly. That's as simple as life is. Try to make yourself as peaceful and happy as well as everyone else. (laughs) And sometimes, um, you know, that's harder than others. All right, so the other book that I have been reading, uh, rereading actually, it's a book by C.F. Alvarez. Um, I know the author personally, so... um, that's the only reason why I almost slipped there. But for confidentiality, C.F. Alvarez is the author, and that is the name on their book. Um, their first book that they have ever written is called The Stars Among Us. Um, it is a book of short, long, kind of medium-styled poems. And it really just kind of explains... Um, a girl, a woman's perspective. I believe she was a child when she was um, kind of writing the perspectives that she had through her high school experience. Um, however, right now she is um, a uh, woman, thirty years old, um, graduated from Boston University with her master's um, in social work, and C.F. Alvarez. Um, it's very, 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 very hardworking and artistic. Um, and so that's why I admire her work and I decide, decided to shout out um, this book specifically. Okay. And the first page of this book. So The Stars Among Us, before I get started, um, I'm, I'm going to share a few poems to the, of this book. Um, maybe even read a few pages sometimes. Just because this book um, is very open to interpretation. That's why I chose this book. Um, it, it has poems that are not really concrete, and I like that because it allows the listener, it allows the reader to really kind of deep dig deep inside themselves and see for themselves how they're interpreting the poems. And you can actually buy this book. It's not very expensive. I believe it's like 10, 10 to $15 um, on Amazon. Um, a really quick read, potentially. I'm not a quick reader. <laughs> I've never read. But if you're one of those, you know, nerds <laughs> that in high school was would be reading books, yeah, this would be an easy read for you. 
Um, anyway, so let's get started. On the first page, it says, Friends show our love in times of trouble, not in happiness. I absolutely love that poem, and it's by Eripides. Eripides? I probably butchered that so bad. E-U-R-I-P-I-D-E-S. Eripides? It says, Friends show that love in times of trouble. Love, friends show their love in times of trouble, not in happiness. And that is very true. All right. Sadness. Initially perceived as something being bad or negative. As the reader of my life journey, I would like for you to push aside your per- uh, your preconceived notions of what feeling sad may bring. Instead, let's acknowledge how it can pull out our darker sides, which we can choose to hide when they can bring out the different perspectives or a new light. There is so much importance in feeling sad that we forget the beauty that it's made up of. Sadness grips deep thoughts and grows in intangible ways. And it can bring growth in intangible ways, though we often sometimes choose to shut out sadness. I encourage you to embrace it. In my written journey, my words take the form of stars and my metaphorical night sky. As a reader, you are the moon to help brighten it. And this is so deep for me because uh, recently I went to a AA meeting and I explained to a lot of the members that I was feeling a profound sense of sadness. And the sadness I have for myself within myself is due to many things. Um, The sadness that I feel right now is due to um, wanting to do some of the things in my life that I love. And one thing that people tend to not understand when they're normies is that sometimes a substance really did fill a void. And for me, 20 years, alcohol really um, filled this void for me. It was predictable, it was um, affordable, it was accessible, and it was something that I knew that I could walk across the street and go and do, and it was predictable. It was, in a way, in my mind, it wasn't safe. It's not safe. Using drugs is not safe. But, for the mind of the addict, it sure is comfortable, man. Sure is comfortable. And uh, getting out of that comfort just gives me a lot of loneliness. And it's even like, even if it's, and I'm not saying this to say that, you know, a self-pity party, I'm not going to be like, oh, my life sucks. No, 
but loneliness is inside. It's a feeling that dwells inside, and you you're happy, you have a good life, but loneliness loneliness likes to creep in, and I I really like that um, entry and in enter in the beginning of the book because um, I've I've battled depression all my life. Um, I hate I use the word battled, but. I sometimes don't like to use that word because I don't battle him. Um, I think of my depression as an element of my of my character. Um, I kind of identify as like an Eeyore <laughs> um, mentally. Um, I absolutely love Eeyore because he's my <laughs> one of my spirit animals. And like I just everyone loves Eeyore, but unfortunately, or Eeyore is a little sad, and that's just how he lives his life, and that's how I kind of view myself. I do the best to live my life, but in all in all, I am stereotypically kind of a sad, depressed person, um, <laughs> normally. And anyway, so moving on, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. <clears> throat. All right, so let me move on, but yeah, I felt that because whew, getting sober and, you know, Halloween is coming up and... I just want to, you know, be with my friends and stuff, and it's not the same, you know, and people are like, oh, well, just don't drink, yeah, but I want to be myself, you know, and, like, being an addict, you have to realize that, like, it might be shameful, but your ass is it, <laughs> your ass is just the kind of person that likes to do drugs, like, some people just like to live their life kind of subdued, <laughs> like, you know, like, life is hard, <laughs> it's depressing, like, and some of us really kind of genuinely enjoy living life this way, and, um, it's a disease, <laughs> unfortunately, <sighs> but, oh well, <laughs> um, anyway, long run, short. let's read one last one here, and I do recommend you buying this book, because this book will get you thinking about things that you never thought you would before. Alright, the moon. The moon follows suit and takes its place in the sky. Beautiful. With the walk of a runway model, there's a storm cloud hanging over her head. She's got perfectly shaped eyes. Rimmed with eyeliner and mascara. Her tears wash over her doll face. And quickly they're covered. Makeup retouching. Her hair falls flawless on her shoulders. Even with the ends of her hair as light as they are. The weight on her shoulders is heavy. It weighs her down. And the weight of the world, her hands are so soft. But they're full of calluses. From holding on too tight to the walls she keeps up. Her heart is kept hidden. Behind every smile there's pain. And when someone tells her she's beautiful, she looks away, as if it pains her. Eyes burning, everything she's ever held on to has left her. And she can tell her she, you can tell her that she's beautiful. Say it over and over and over. And she won't believe it. She's beautiful. So how did you, what did you think about that poem? I'll let it sit there for a second. did you think of that? One thing I did learn 
on my second time in rehab is that often our insecurities that we think upon ourselves, we project upon ourselves, right? And so when you walk into a room and you already have a pre-existing notion of something, like maybe you um, looked in the mirror before you got in there, got in the meeting, and you're like, man, my belly looks so fat. I can't today. You know, it's a, it's a body dysphoria. Um, or maybe something, it could even be the opposite. You know, something more narcissist, uh, narcissistic. Like you go in and you're like, hey, you know what? I'm the best piece of ass in this place. <laughs> you know, like because I'm more educated, I'm smarter, I'm blah, 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 whatever. Whatever you do, whether it's from the narcissistic side where you're like, hey, you know what? I got this. Sometimes it's good to be confident. It's not bad to be confident as long as you're, you know, mindful of the facts. You know, we can always kind of all fall into this category sometimes where we start to think like, oh, this is this doesn't pertain to me because I'm not blah, 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 blah. And yes, the fuck it does. <laughs> um, life is absolutely um, as fair, as unfair as it can be. Where it, Life is not fair to everyone, so it's fucking fair, okay? <laughs> it's not fair to everyone, so it's fucking fair. <laughs> Sorry about the language. Okay, um, but anyway. And when you go into a room and you're saying, okay... I'm thinking only about my stomach because it looks fat. Or you're saying, I'm, look- I'm thinking about only my abilities because I'm going to outshine everyone. Right? Well, now, guess what? When you walk into that room, no one knows what you are thinking, right? And this is hard for me to think sometimes. Because when we get angry and we get upset with someone or something and we're like, oh, they should know that they should apologize. Do they know that they need to apologize? Did you go over there and tell them that you need to apologize? If you did not, they do not know. This is what I've learned in my life. You know, I go into some place. I know I'm an addict. Okay. I know I'm an alcoholic. I might even walk into a club, a bar. A library, a school. Me and my conscious, I'm looking around and I'm like, man, everybody's looking at me like, who the fuck's this druggie? Who the fuck is this alcoholic? Who does who does she think she is? And in my self like perception and in my self esteem, I walk around as if people are treating me in this way. And then we get confused when we don't want to be treated. The way that we're perceiving how we should be treating ourselves. So if you walk into the meeting and you're hiding your stomach because you're like, man, everybody's looking at my fat stomach. Now everyone is looking at your stomach because they're like, what the fuck is she hiding? Is she stealing some Pop-Tarts from the kitchen? Or is she like, have gas? Like, something wrong with her? And trust me, I don't think that they're thinking about, oh man, her stomach's fat. I I doubt it. If maybe maybe one person if and if they do, 
That's none of your damn business what other people think of you. So, and it's so interesting because I learned that no one is thinking the same thing as you. So when you're feeling self-conscious, the best thing to do is say, you know what, this is my opinion. This is what I feel, this is my opinion. I'm going to go into that meeting and do whatever I need to do to be as successful as I can be and as happy and content as I can be. It's the same perception as if you go in the meeting, you're not going to look at Frederick and be like, oh yeah, there's Fred thinking about his uh, weekend last night. Man, I, I know exactly what Fred's thinking. You know, like, that is not possible. But for some reason in our, in our communications and in our society, we often think and assume that people should know how we're feeling, right? People assume this. And me, as a, like a person that I have some insecurities, I assume that people are judging me all the time for just being an addict. That's my self-esteem. And how it is affected by my own internal being. And frankly, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> no one cares. They are too busy focusing on their own life. That, so based on the poem that I read about, um, called Beautiful, by C. Faye Alvarez in The Stars Among Us, I really interpreted this poem as saying that imagery can be deceiving. This girl had wonderful makeup, she had good mascara, she had beautiful hair, everyone thought she was beautiful, right? And internally, she's sad. She's mourning. She's sorrowful. She's depressed. And this is common. This is a common, like, feeling for people that have depression. It's a, it's a common feeling for people that experience loneliness so profoundly. Um, sometimes when you have a low self-esteem, you know, somebody will give you a compliment. This is something that I had to learn in my life. Is practicing just saying thank you. You know, sometimes in our society also, it's like rude to be like, oh yeah, I know, I'm beautiful. Yeah, it might be rude. But you know what? You don't have to push it aside either. You know, like if someone says, hey, you know, I really like your hair. I really like your shirt or you know you're really smart like I really like your idea you know sometimes to be kind will like say oh no no (laughs) you're just too nice but you're discrediting their positive perception of you and I'm just talking about compliments I'm not talking about people saying negative shit I'm not talking about that I'm talking only about compliments. If someone goes out of their way to share with you something that you did that was that really put an emphasis and like put a uh, impact on them, you should be proud. You have the right to be proud. Do you have the right to go jump up and down and wing your prize in people's face? Eh. Me, personally, I wouldn't do that. 
But I think to a modest, respectable, and reasonable degree, everyone has um, the right to feel proud of their accomplishments. Everyone does, regardless. Um, but I am going to say this more specifically for my follows, followers that are addicts or people that, you know, battle with an addiction or have loved ones with an addiction. This also goes hand in hand with life. We have to be thankful for what you have. I'm thankful for what I have right now. I'm alive. I'm standing. I'm well. Is it perfect? Nope. Absolutely not. Do I have some consequences and things that I maybe would have thought differently? Well, yeah, absolutely. And now I've moved on. And this realization didn't come to me until I got older. This was not a practice that came naturally. I had to practice over and over. And it was just... It's something that gets easier with time. So next week, I hope you'll join me because I will um, do another um, 24 hours a day um, quote. And I will read to you a little bit more about the stars among us. Um, now, I challenge everyone um, to do something nice for themselves today. And not only that, but accept a compliment. If it's easier, give a compliment. Because if you give a compliment, it's often easier to accept one. So, like, if you say, hey, you know what? I like that person's style. It doesn't even have to be style. You could be like, you know what? My coworker is always nice to me. I like that she says good morning to me. I'm going to tell her, hey, I appreciate that you say good morning to me every day. That's really nice of you. And chances are, they'll say thank you. Or they might even say something nice about you. If they don't, that's okay. Because you did your good deed. And I believe in karma. It's going to come back around. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And safest, safest, safest of travels.